This is Matt Kirby, and welcome to a brand new episode of Kirby and Harmony, the podcast all about music. Today, we're going to be going rapid fire uh, through festival announcements. So, uh, before I get started, my typical shameless plug make sure you like the Facebook page for Groupie and Harmony. You'll also get updates about the blog Feeling Groupie, which will have a post. Um, I, my plan is to release it this week. It's, uh, re- it's regarding if Kanye can have a comeback with his upcoming album that's already been pushed back a few times. And then, uh, Make sure you also like my Facebook page for his blog, Trademark. Yeah, I recently just had a post related to Kelly Oubre, whose career really has been a comedy of errors, it seems like. So be sure to check out both of those. And um, for for a feeling groupie, there will be a bunch of ones that will come out this year, my hope. For my, my, I'm hoping. And then for uh, his blog, Trademark, yeah, there's three in particular that I'm not sure what I'm going to write, which one I'm going to write next, but three in particular that I have are uh, one about the about what could happen with this year's WNBA draft because a lot of people are saying that one, uh, the NBA draft this year could be a dud. The WNBA one, it has potential to be very exciting, but it really depends on if players declare or not. Um... Uh, which is an int- I don't want to go too much into this, but it's an interesting aspect because for because the rookie salaries are the rookie deal salaries aren't as high for WNBA, so there are the mindset sometimes of well, if I can make more in college than uh, the or from NIL and from sponsorships than I would through NIL and sponsors sponsorships combined with WNBA, then the mindset is. There is, hey, maybe I should stay, but my counterpoint is, you then, in that case, if you're one of the top players anyways, you know, it'll be one year sooner to when you're eligible for a max deal. But don't want to go too much more into that than that. Um, so there's that. There's a few young teams that really interest me and are really good. And then there's just my annual one, uh, one note about each team. I guess observations about each team. I would say this one will be a shorter post. Observations for each one is really will really just be one thing that I find interesting about each team because there's some there's some things about the different teams that a bunch of different teams that are really interesting. So um, yeah, those will be keep an eye out for those ones. So uh, for festival lineups, I'm just gonna try to go rapid fire through these ones. Um, there's one. There's uh, there's a bunch of bigger ones, including one massive one. I'm going to focus on, for the most part, bigger festivals. The reason for that is just because there are either bigger festivals or ones that I find interesting. And the reason for that is just because of time and because it's been a while since I have just uh, gone over festivals and. Now it's coming back to bite me in the butt. And now I'm suddenly like, oh crap, I have a lot in this one episode. The first one that we're going to discuss is a massive one, and that's Bonnaroo. They announced their lot. I'm recording this on Monday, the 15th, uh, Martin Luther King Day. They announced their lineup on Tuesday. It's uh, in Manchester, uh, Tennessee, excuse me. June 13th through 26th, so Thursday through Sunday. Um, the Thursday is historically has historically been like a kickoff kind of day, and the acts that are on the Thursday are not as uh, they're it's not as massive as the names on 
the other days, though they do have some notable names in that one. Um, and historically, it was it's, historically it was a jam festival. It's largely shifted away from that in recent years, though. So I'll go through f- Friday through Sunday, and then I'll jump back to Thursday. Uh, so f- the headliners in each day: uh, Post Malone, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Fred again for Friday through Sunday. On Friday, other major names include Maggie Rogers, Crangbin, Seven Lions, Joe Russo's Almost Dead, Dominic Fike, Lizzie McAlpin, uh, The Interpol, T Pain, Sudden Death, TV Girl, Gary Clark Jr., Mars Volta, Faye Webster, Key Glock, Thundercat, Lovejoy, ISOXO, and a Group Love. And I will say, I'm only going to do the first three lines on each day. Even like the bottom two lines are. Like, I mean, even like, like for instance, Sunday, um, Arm and Hammer is the second to last name on it. That's one I would normally say. Like, these lines are really deep. So, there's some notable names that I'm leaving out. Um, or at least within music, music scene, some names that are known. I should say, not like massive headliner kind of names. But, uh, on Saturday, to Chili Peppers, there's Cage the Elephant, Melody Martinez, Cigarettes After Sex, Diplo, Jean Baptiste, Renee Rapp. Parcels, Idols, Brittany Howard, Sean Paul, Knox, Ethel Kang, or Ethel Kane, excuse me. I don't know why I would say Ethel Kang. Um, Greg Allen, Isaacoff, the Teske Brothers, Bad Bad Not Good, Tizo Touchdown, and others. And on Sunday, in addition to Fred again, there's Megan The Stallion, Jason Isbell in the 400 unit, Two Friends, Carly Ray Jepsen, Joey Badass, Goth Babe, Galantis, Taking Back Sunday, Ash Nico, Fortet, uh, Charles Wesley Goodwin, Milky Chance, uh, Chappelle Roan, Greenski Bluegrass, The Garden, and some others. On Thursday, headlining is Pretty Lights, also in the same line as Pretty Lights is Fisher. Uh, some other big names, War, Geese, The Heavy Heavy, um, they're in alphabetical order, so I'm just jumping around. Uh, Neil Francis, uh, Michigander, uh, Roisin Murphy. Uh, Matt Maltese and some, uh, Disco Lines and some others. Uh, two other special ones that they have. Pretty Lights doing a sunrise set. I'm, If I had to guess, I would guess that's Sunday, but it, it could be a different day. And then uh, they also have their Super Jam each year. This year it's Dashboard Confessional doing an emo Super Jam. Uh, so overall, I I think this one's a really good lineup. Now, I will give the caveat, because I know I had discussed a lot of these ahead of time. Um, in the, And I know at the time I had said Red Hot Chili Peppers was probably going to headline. I said Post Malone said it most likely. I didn't know who the third one. I think I record, I think I released that like Monday or Tuesday, something like that last week. And uh, I think it was Thursday I found out Fred again was going to be likely headlining, was going to pick up a book that was likely the headliner for Sunday. Um, and then I heard, like, I think on Sunday, and I say, like, Thursday, and so, I mean, before I had, before they had announced these lineups, that's what I mean by that. Um, and then, uh, and then, I mean, I heard Pretty Lights was going to be, I think, like, two days before or something like had uh, headlining Thursday, two days before, or something like that. So, a bunch of these acts I had heard about, like, after I recorded the episode, and um, so I'll be honest, a lot like a lot of the lineup wasn't that surprising to me, uh, which 
also one lineup I'm going to be discussing a little bit, Boston Calling. That one I didn't I had no intel on it, so that was a blast to that was a blast to learn that lineup. I had <laughs> I, I knew none of the acts that were performing, or that or I knew none of the acts ahead of time that were performing with any level of certainty. Um I would say in t- that said, in terms of the ones that I would say were surprising, um I wasn't expecting Fred again to be booked as a headliner. Now, what I will say is that one that I had heard, I don't know how legit this was, and apologies for any background noise you hear, um, that uh, one that I heard that they were looking into was that I can't confirm this with any level of certainty. One that was rumored was that they were looking, reaching out to and looking into a Fred again and Skrillex back-to-back set as a headliner. I don't know how real that is and how and how hard they were trying to, because I know they also had discussed booking Skrillex. I do know that one. Um, one that's also interesting is that Fortet is on the same day as Fred again, so we'll see if they, he comes out for anything with them, because uh, previously Skrillex, Fred again, and Fortet had they did a bunch of shows, mashup shows together, including one that they closed out Coachella. I think it was last year. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, I guess the other big surprise I was not expect. I didn't know Dash. I didn't hear too much about Dashboard Confessional doing Bonnaroo. I wasn't expecting that to be the Super Jam. Um, and in fact, I thought they were going to go a different way because there was one act um, who I. I'm not going to reveal the act, but there was a rumor going around that one act was, uh, in case he does, this individual, well, I already said it was male, but anyways, uh, in case he does end up doing the Super Jam, there was one act who I heard, um, apparently there were, had told a couple people that, in something that was meant to be off the record, but it was overheard by someone, um, that, uh, that he wasn't, he wasn't quite doing Bonnaroo, but he was going to make it, but he was going to go there. Um, so I thought that there, that he was going to have involvement in the Super Jam, but he's not an emo act, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think that these were some good bookings. Um, Post Malone's massive. Chili Peppers are massive. Uh, Fred, again, I know that one's gotten a, I think on Facebook, that one's gotten some confusion, but then again, Facebook tends to be an older demographic of for social media at this point. And uh but Fredigan really has exploded in the in the US in the last couple of years. He's always been really big and he's been a big for a few years in the UK. Um I mean I already mentioned this festival so I'm so deep. Uh probably the one that I uh, I don't know why I was surprised about. I was not expecting Maggie Rogers to be the second biggest name on a day. I would have probably expected her to be third or fourth biggest name on a day. Um that said, I'm my response looking at it is okay fair um the, like though if melody martinez was on the same day or even jason Isbell is on the same day as her i think that they would be ahead of her but that's i'm picking harris there um they have a yeah they have a lot of i mean the headlines are all big that i think that on a lot of the undercard acts they got were really good ones they got a lot of acts who i would think would be late first early second round acts that weren't in the late first or early second round. I mean, even like Mars Volta in the third line, Thundercat in the third line also. Um, like Teskey Brothers, Bad Bad Not Good in the third line, Milky Chance in the third line, The Garden in the third line. I mean, those are 
as well. And even like taking back Sunday as deep and Fortet as deep as they are, Galantis, Brittany Howard, uh, Gary Clark Jr., all those, Sudden Death, all those kind of access, or oh, Interpol also, Dominic Fact, all those access as deep as they are. That's, I think, that's wild. Um, in terms of the jam side of it, they, I mean, Jason Isbell has some jam. Uh, it's like a, I group in with jam being like Americana kind of country kind of sound. But uh, if you're not going to say electronic acts, like if you're not going to say like Fred again or Seven Lions, um, or I guess Diplo too, but he's not at all a <laughs> jam, based on my opinion. Um, Joe Bruce is almost dead, would probably be the biggest one. Uh, which probably is going to be, uh, which I imagine is, or I guess, yeah, and again, if you're not counting Pretty Lights, also, Trouble Zillman, then we'll be the biggest one, which I know some older heads would probably be like, would probably be complaining about it, but at this point, really, I mean, for a massive festival like Bonnaroo, you do want to appeal to uh, the, you do want to appeal to a younger audience, frankly. Uh, the next festival we're going to discuss is one that actually has not announced their lineup at the time of recording, and that is Coachella. And the reason that I'm going to discussing it is because they haven't announced their lineup. I know I didn't want to talk about them first because I didn't think that was fair, but I had to Bonnaroo especially, who actually did announce their lineup, but this is a big deal because this is later than they've announced it normally, and the catch is, well, historically, it's like outside, um, outside of Ultra Music Festival, which I'll discuss in a little bit. This is the biggest, uh, I mean, this one is like the first, because they're the first massive one, massive festival. And normally they're also the first one to announce their lineup outside of Ultra, but that's, this is the last couple, I mean, last year they, it was clear that they were uh, waiting until, uh, until Bonnaroo to do it on the same day. And I think they were doing that to try to steal, uh, a, a steal hype from them. And ultimately, Really didn't work. Both end up selling out pretty quickly. This year, though, they still haven't announced theirs. Now, it's, some acts have been leaked. Uh, I discussed last time that I, in the last episode, that I thought that it was basically what I had heard was that Lana Del Rey was a lock for Headliners Low. Lana Del Rey was a lock. Dua Lipa seemed really likely. Tyler, the creator, seemed likely. And Rolling Stones were possible. It's been leaked that uh, Lana Del Rey and Tyler, the creator, both can be headliners. Dua Lipa apparently was in serious talks, but declined. Um, and one that's come out since then was that they were in talks with Shakira, but it's not. that's not probably not going to happen. Though I've heard mixed reporting about what's going on with that one. I've heard some that talks fell apart. I heard one that Coachella decided not to book her which I'm not sure what the truth is there. One that's been leaked a bit that I basically, I think it was His Daily had reported this one, but it's, but uh, everyone's run with it, but no one's been able to confirm this otherwise um, with, with the camp or with anywhere else has actually said of their own reporting. Doja Cat is sounding like the other headliner, but they still haven't announced the lineup. So, Basically, there's a few re- two things that this is possible. One is that I think is unlikely is that they saw Bonnaroo's lineup and got really scared. That's not, that's, I don't think that's actually the case. It's possible, but I think that's highly unlikely. Another one is that they're trying to screw over some other festivals. Now, with Catch, the reason that this is big, the biggest story, the, this is, the reason this is a massive story is because 
other festivals are getting into trouble because acts cannot because with the radius clause acts cannot announce towards in certain areas prior to coachella's lineup being announced so there are some festivals that um especially smaller festivals who who really want need to announce their lineups for ticket sales that haven't announced their lineups that because they can't or haven't have to leave out certain acts because they can't announce them um that i don't think that is possible but i don't think that could i think Coachella realizes that would be stupid to do because if they're going to do that, then they'll piss off the managers of these of other acts. And while it's usually smaller acts that would be uh, that would be impacted by that, sometimes you get the fet- the managers for the, and labels for the smaller acts are also managing and are labels for the bigger acts. So in that case, do you really want to risk pissing off the managers for the bigger acts and then either have them not want to do Coachella for the next year or? have to or you have to pay them more to get them probably not well i think the big most likely thing is is that something's going on with their lineup and they are trying to replace a bigger act now i don't have any reports that say this and frankly if they're usually if they're usually when this happens there aren't reports that specifically say that but this reminds me a bit of sound on sound last year where they had announced they had kind of hinted at that who the bigger act would be, and they announced that the lineup would be coming soon. Then it didn't come soon. And normally you would just say, okay, well, the lineup got postponed for a little bit. There's something we need to iron out. No issues. Well, the problem was that it got leaked who that headliner was, and that headliner was going to be Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen had to cancel. So then um, it made them look like fools when really this kind of stuff happens all the time with lineups. But I think I'm guessing if I had to guess right now, I'm guessing Doja Cat wasn't actually booked as the headliner and they were, and I'm wondering if they were testing the waters by including her in there to see how, what they, to see what they are. And I'm guessing that they're scrambling to find a bigger name because my guess is that they weren't that pleased with the reaction of a, uh, uh, Del Rey, Tyler, the creator and Doja Cat headlining trio. Now Tyler, the creator, I think is now I have to say that Tyler creator is not the issue on that one because he's massive following. Um, Doja Cat, I think there's probably some that were like, huh, she's headlining. Lana Del Rey also a similar kind of boat, because even though she's been headline announced for as a for other ones drew massive crowds, I don't think she's viewed as a headliner in a lot of people's eyes, which is why I didn't think they were gonna book her as a headliner initially. I thought they were gonna book her as like the second biggest name on a day. So we'll see what happens with that. If I had to guess, I would guess it does end up getting released this week. Um a lot of festivals for some reason announced their lineups on Tuesdays. I don't know why, but um uh, I would guess it'll probably be Tuesday through Thursday. They're not going to do it on a weekend. Um, I'm recording on Martin Luther King Day. They're not going to do it today. Um, if they do, that would probably that would pro- actually be a really stupid decision, frankly. Um, and uh, they usually don't say that it happen on Fridays or weekends. And I know some people would say, "Why with social media, it doesn't really matter." Even still, you have uh, um, you still want to have like the weekday people who would still be. Uh, who would be more willing to jump on and or promoters who like that who they could have them jump on uh it's just easier with money also kind of thing because yeah some of these some of these promoters are ads that are doing it for money um the people that are promoting on social media sorry to break the news too if you thought that that was just people genuinely excited about festivals i'm and i will say i'm as you probably guessed i'm not one of those people because well 
this is a small time podcast. We I'm not doing a and, I mean I'm not doing this for money by any means, otherwise I'd be broke. Um one other thing I do want to say about this, I haven't said anything about this be- previously. Um but there have been a bunch of publications that have said that there were hopes that there will be Justin Bieber, Olivia Rodrigo, or Taylor Swift headlining Coachella. Um, I haven't said anything about this um, in case that they end up booking any of those, and then I look like a and I look like a grumpy idiot or something like that. But none of those are in serious talks, as far as I've heard. In fact, I would say each of those three are more likely to be no than then yes. And uh, I think what happened was one publication had announced those and said basically what they did was they took one massive name in Taylor Swift and two, because last year it was reported who the headliners they were eyeing. There was like 16 headliners they were, they were, were in talks with, although a few of them were like obviously not going to look like. I think Paramore they were in talks with, but Paramore was literally performing in Europe during Coachella. So it was like, okay, they're probably not going to be booked them, but um, I think there were a couple other acts. It was a similar kind of thing. Um, but Justin Bieber and Olivia Rodrigo both mentioned in that talk. So what I think hap- what I think happened is one or whatever writer it was mentioned that mentioned Taylor Swift as a big name and then mentioned the other two as names that were mentioned last year and then said and then made it out so it wasn't like the festival so they weren't saying that those reacts being booked but that there were hopes that they were, and like implied that was fans were hoping they were, but then made it sound like that the festival was hoping they would book them. Um, and a lot of publications ran with that one. I don't remember who the first one that said it was, uh, but I've seen it in like dozens of publications. I Honestly, I just see it. And look, I'm just going to say, don't expect any of those to be a headline. And honestly, I mean, if you see anyone, any articles that are talking about those, question their research on this on this subject because i think that they are because if they had done a little bit of research even ivy madonna has that much for this one and for these festivals this year just because i've been so swamped i haven't had time to if you lot if they were to do even as much research a little bit of research like 10 minutes they would have found that none of those are likely to even perform so i just want to mention that be wary of those articles that say that and if any of those acts end up getting booked as headliners, well, you can laugh at me. I don't care. I'll I'll be shocked myself. Um, but anyways, we'll see what happens with Coachella. I expect it'll be announced this week. If it's not announced this week, then there's a, then it's should be red flag a big red flag in the in what acts they have booked. Uh, and oh, I guess also the other possibility for why they hadn't booked it was that there's a they hadn't booked the venue yet. But you that's that's but the fact that they're selling tickets is a sign that they have the venue booked. Because um, I think Woodstock 50, for instance, was a great example. They still announced the lineup when they didn't have the venue booked, but then they couldn't. But then when ticket sales were going to come out, they hadn't booked the venue, so they couldn't legally sell tickets. Um, all right, we'll just run through, try to run through a lot of these quicker. Um, next up, Bottle Rock Festival. Uh, it's a it's in Napa Valley from May 24th through 26th. Normally it's a variety. Um, originally the way they built it was, uh, that there were four headliners kind of thing. Uh, Stevie, uh, Stevie Nicks, uh, Pearl Jam, Ed Sheeran, and Mana. Um, and now the, they, originally they just announced the lineup, uh, the whole lineup. Now they've announced the, um, 
individual days. So Stevie Nicks on Friday, and they have it as like a second biggest name kind of thing, so it looks like a coiler kind of thing. So they have Stevie Nicks, Megan Thee Stallion, and then on Saturday, Pearl Jam and Mana, and then Sunday, Ed Sheeran and Queens of the Stone Age. Other notable names on Friday include St. Vincent, Nelly, Mike Snow, Faber Exa, Jesse Murph, Ultim Low, Google Bordello, uh, Boy of Uke, Chevy Metal, and others. On Saturday, there's, and I'm only going to say the first three lines on each day, um, just in the interest of time. On Saturday, there's uh, also Kellyukas, The Kid Leroy, My Morning Jacket, T-Pain, Oliver Tree, uh, Cold War Kids, Tower of Power, Holly Hummer, um, Holly Hoverstone, and more. And on Sunday, in addition to Queens of Stone Age, there's Dominic Fike, Nora Jones, The Offspring, Steven Sanchez, Cannons, Action Bronson, The Beaches, Stephen Marley, and more. And there's like some notable names that are lower in the in those ones. If you're, I would for any of these, if you're interested in like these kind of acts, even more more interested even than just like the major acts, which I. I always am. I would definitely recommend looking into these because there are some really interesting acts a lot of these festivals have booked. Um, yeah, the headliners are all really big. Um, even getting Mana and not having them as the biggest name on a day is wild because they don't usually do a ton of festivals in the U.S. Um, and um, I each of the, I mean, as for the other big names, Stevie Nicks is mass is massive, really good smart booking. Pearl Jam, one of the biggest rock bands in the world. Uh, Ed Sheeran is he's polarizing, but he's still a popular name. Especially in pop music, uh, I mean, in the like the other two second biggest names, Megan Thee Stallion, I think is a safe one to book for a lot of festivals. Queens of the Stone Age just seems to be beloved in rock music, and it really has a massive following. And then for the undercard acts, I think there are a lot of good bookings. Kaliukas, I think, is really smart. Dominic Fike is has a pretty big following. Uh, the Offspring has a massive following. Uh, Saint Vincent is rapidly rise. It's like a really established name in indie. Nelly has. It's just really beloved now. Uh, Mike Snow has a following. Uh, and then even like on the third line I mentioned, all, so many acts there have like followings. Cannons, Boy of Uke, um, Oliver Tree, Holly Humberstone, uh, Action Bronson, a bunch of other acts. So yeah, I think that there were a lot of good acts, a lot of smart acts that they booked. Uh, the next festival we're going to discuss is Ultra. So, uh, Ultra is, um, I would, oops, it would help if I have the lineup up for that one. It's an electronic festival. It's in Miami. Um, the, uh, it's Mar this year, it's March 22nd through 24th. So Friday through Sunday. Uh, so they've, there are probably some that, there are probably some acts out still out that they haven't announced yet, but, uh, they've, uh, but this is because they went out phase two. This one is, I would say, the biggest electronic act festival in the in the country. I wouldn't say world because there are some massive ones in Europe. Tomorrow World one that uh comes to mind. But uh, I'm just going to say the basically because they have it the headliners and then support. There's a lot of acts that are listed as the headliners. So what I'm going to say, I'm just going to read them. They're in alphabetical order. Um, Adam Bayer, uh, Adriatique, Afrojack, Amelia Lenz, Armin Van Buren, Art Bat, Black Tiger, Miss X Machine, Calvin Harris, Camel Fat, Chase and Status, David Guetta. Back to back side with Dubfire and Elio Alicanta, Elderbrook, Eric Prides, Excision, Griffin, 
uh, Fisher and Chris Lake, Hardwell, a uh, back-to-back set of Joris Forn and Kulsch, Kulsch, excuse me, my, my <laughs> I, I swear I know German, um, Klinkunstler, Kashmir, a back-to-back set of Madon and Sanholo, Martin Garrix, Ma- uh, Masterhead, Nina Kravis, Oh, that's interesting. She has I don't think she's done a ton in the U.S. lately. Um, Nora Impure, Oliver Heldens, Peggy Peg, Woe, uh, Reiner Zonnefeld, uh, Moon back-to-back with Knox, Sasha and John Digweed, Seven Lions, Slander, Stevie Oki, uh, Sudden Death, Tiesto, uh, Vintage Culture, and Zed's Dead. And there's a lot, lot, lot of acts in the support. I'm not going to go through the support ones just because I already said so many acts. But yeah, another year where it's absolutely loaded. I mean, realistically, you look at a lot of these and they'd be like the headliner on a lot of electronic festivals in the U.S. Um, and I mean, like Armin's massive. Kelvin Harris is still big. Uh, Afrojack's really big. Uh, Pega Guo is, uh, she's rapidly rising. Um, Steve Oki's one of the bigger, still one of the bigger ones in the world, especially because he has such a big online presence. Uh, Tiesto's still really big. Zed's Dead is massive. Uh, Martin Garrick's still really big. Excision is really big. Um, especially in the dubstep world. Eric Pride's still massive. I think, I don't remember if I mentioned David Guetta, but he's still really big. Chasing Status is big. Kevin Fat. Cashmere. Cashmere is a really big one also. Uh, Nia Kravitz, as I mentioned, is, uh, I, I mean, I don't think she's done too much in the U.S. lately. Um, Oliver Heldens big. I mean, a lot of these, I'm like, wow. Uh, so, yeah, it's an absolutely loaded lineup. Um, and even, like, uh, the support acts, there are some really notable ones. Just to name a few, Arm & Hammer, uh, Evan Gia, Disco Lines, Nostalgics, Orbital. I mean, Orbital under there is even as low as they are, it's wild. Uh, Subfocus, Trifecta, and a bunch of others. Uh, the next one we're going to discuss is Hangout Festival. It's in, I always forget where it is, it's in Alabama. I want to, oh geez, I don't have it up, hold on. Um, but yeah, it's Oh, I, I, I only have the lineup up. Well, that's not at all helpful. I don't have when it is, where it is, any of that stuff up. But uh, it's historically a variety fe- the variety festival. It's uh, tip. It's typically like a aim for college age kids kind of thing. Um, Gulf Shore, uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama. It's May nineteenth through, uh, excuse me, seventeenth through nineteenth rather. And uh, the Head, oh, that's lovely. They the one I have was just the lineup in alphabetical order. Here we are now. I have the poster up. Sorry about that. Um, headliners. They don't have it that per H day act to send out, but Zach Bryan, Lionel Del Rey, and Odessa. Um, and then also right after that, they have uh Chase Smokers, Cage the Elephant, Dominic Fike, Arena Rap, and Jesse Murph. And then some other notable names include Allison Waterland. Uh. Doji, Nelly, Dom Dalla, Subtronics, Annalie Chapa, Sexy Red, A Day to Remember, All Time Low, Co Wetzel, Megan Maroney, um, and then some of the acts they have include uh, Chappelle Rowan, Chromeo, Daily Bread, David Kushner, Disco Lines, Matt Mason, Queen Herbie, uh, Del Water Gap, uh, 
I just had one that I lost, G Flip, uh, and like a bunch, a bunch of others. Um, I, this one, it's always, I've always found it a bit like, they've had some years where I'm like, okay, I, I don't know. And then some years I'm like, yeah, that's good. Uh, this one I think is solid. I think my first reaction was okay, interesting, but, uh, I, um, but I guess we're in, because I guess we're in May Rep and the Jesse Murph have like been rising a bit. I think that, uh, the headliners are all really big. Uh, Odessa, I think is a, it's really good on Jack Bryan is massive right now. And, uh, Lana Del Rey. I mean, if, yeah, I think that's fair to book her at this point. I mean, it's, she's shown that it's shown that she can headline a festival. Um, Chase Smoker's still massive. Cage the Elephant has following. Dominic Fike is, you're going to see him at a lot of festivals this year. Um, in the lineups, I mean, we've already mentioned a few that had him. Uh, and I mention this every year, I think, but often you'll see acts lineup festival lineups that use the same acts. And the biggest reason for that is just if they're already on tour, it's cheaper. Um, and then getting like a couple of emo back and emo bands in a data room and all time low, I think is smart. Alice in Wonderland has gotten massive. Uh, and they they do have a bunch of other acts that are like really smart bookings. I think that uh, um, it's interesting because it literally looks like that. Like with the way they grouped it, it looks like you have some a few electronic acts grouped together. You have uh, some like hip hop acts grouped together, the emo kind of acts grouped together, and then uh, the country acts kind of grouped together, which is interesting, but. Hey, yeah, I think that they do have some solid acts for there. I think a solid lineup. Um, the next one I want to discuss is Boston Calling. This one's in, as you probably guessed based on the name, Boston. It's Memorial Day weekend. Uh, the the way kind of like they did last year, they build it as co-headliners, even though I'm, even though like one name is bigger than the other name. Although this year. The names that they booked as the second biggest name are still pretty popular. Um, so, Friday, uh, Ed Sheeran is the headliner, Leon Briggs, the second biggest name. Saturday, Tyler Childers as the biggest name. Transtasio is the second biggest name. And the and Sunday, Killers is the biggest name. And Hosier as the second biggest name. And one thing I didn't mention, historically, this is an alternative festival that they have branched out into other genres as well, especially with bigger names. On Friday, some other acts they have include, uh, I'm just going to read the first two lines in each day, uh, include Renee Rapp, Young the Giant, uh, Luke Hemmings, David Kushner, Cannon, Speechweather, Rick Wilson. On Saturday, they also have Krangbin, Frank Turner, the, sleep the Sleeping Souls. I don't know why I would say Sleepless Souls with them. Uh, Jesse Murph, uh, David, the Red Clay Strays, Tanner Usray, and Bad Rabbits. And on Sunday... They also have Megan The Stallion, The Revivalists, Lovejoy, Chappelle Rowan, Blanchelle, Royal Otis, and The Heavy Heavy. And even though they're, uh, even though he's not in the second line, the, the 200, top 200 card lines each day, I think that, uh, Kingfish deserves a shout out. Uh, Kristen Ingram, he's on Sunday. Um, so overall, I've always been like mixed on Boston Calling. There's been years where I've like praised their lineups, 
and then others who have criticized their lineups, they say I'm going to criticize it. And uh, for a few reasons. First off, a biggest one is that they believe that they're a massive festival. So they've been booking these like massive headlining acts that uh, in the last several years. I think it all came to a head with uh, when what was originally going to be the 2020 festival, when they had announced that the headliners would be, uh, I don't know the order of the days, but Rage Against the Machine, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Pearl Jam. Was it Pearl Jam? No, I'm sorry. It wasn't Pearl Jam. It was Foo Fighters. Excuse me. Um, and then you saw after the third act, fourth act on each day, it the acts just totally fell off a cliff. This year, again, the depth is not... They have some acts. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. Act a book, but it's not... that It's fallen off, and that's what separates the massive festivals from the smaller... From, like, the smaller ones. Like, I mentioned Bonnaroo is absolutely deep and loaded. Coachella, same old guy thing. Glow Blizzard tends to be really deep. Um, Boston Calling... The first few acts, like yeah, those are really big names, and then it just falls off, falls off a cliff. Um, and that's not to insult any of the smaller names on each day. Not at all. That's to insult the festival organizers. Um, and I mean, even like you look at like a festival like uh, Riot Fest, I mean, I mean, like last year's lineup, for instance, you had like two massive names in the Kieran Foo Fighters. And then the the other day, the other headliners, they had a co-headline kind of thing of Postal Service and uh, Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah, that is a, that's a drop-off from the other two. And that's fine. That's still like a notable headliner. And they, and they still, uh, and they were, it's, it was an insanely deep festival. Like they had, like, for instance, like, George Clinton and P-Funk like really early in the day on I like, remember Friday I think I've lost track of all the days like they had insane clown policy like further down in the lineup for instance that you can still have a deep festival if you don't just say let's guess just get the biggest acts and the other one I'll criticize them with is that for a festival that while well, they have branched out into other genres um like I mean they got had Eminem I think they had Mac Miller at one point um they've I think that while they're a bigger name, they're uh, they're trying to make themselves a bigger name. They are starting to conf- be confused about what their identity is. I think an Ed Sheeran kind of act. Yeah, I, there's nothing wrong with booking Ed Sheeran. Just he's not at all that type of act that is with your fe- that's with your festival. And even like uh, say if they, like Megan Thee Stallion again, nothing wrong with booking her. Just like if you're gonna book her as a bigger name, you got to remember what what direction are you going? Um, and it, even like Tyler Childers and Transazio band, they're not like Trish, they're not, well, they have alternative crossover. It's not, it's a little bit out. They're not like traditionally alternative bands. And I think that while they're doing that, if they are trying to be, grow the festival, which they do appear to be just in the last few years, they appear to be doing it without in the wrong way, without a deep lineup, which is the easiest way to do it. And because then that way you get people all day at the festival, whereas this won't happen this year. Um, and you also are doing it without an identity, which I think will, uh, which I think will run into issues with, uh, uh, with the festival itself. Uh, the next festival we're going to discuss is when we're a young fest. 
and that one's in Vegas. Uh, it's on October. It was originally scheduled for October 19th as the first date. That one sold out. They had a second day. It's October 20th. Um, the and this year they did a little bit different. They almost every act they booked is performing one of their albums in entirety. So, uh, and this one's a really deep lineup. I'm not. There are going to be some notable names that I don't say. Um, just as the uh, heads up there. So, especially if you're more of a pop on emo fan, check out this lineup. It's loaded. Um, uh, My Chemical Romance performing the Black Parade, Fallout Boy, A Day to Remember performing Homesick, To Me, a World performing Bleed American. Uh, when it was not long after it was released, it had been changed to Jimmy Eat World because the title as the title because uh in because not too long after it was released, nine eleven happened and there was and they were there was fear that that would look bad, so they changed the name. But that Bleed American was the original name. Uh, Dashboard Confessional performing Dusk and Summer, Pierce the Veil performing Collide with the Sky, Simple Plan performing No Pads No Helmets Just Balls. The used performing in Love and Death. Well, that album. Uh, Coin and Camper performing Good Apollo. I'm burn. I'm burning Star Four. Another album I love. Actually, a bunch of these I love. Like Homesick, I also love. Um, the All American Rejects performing The All American Rejects. Under Oath performing Their Only Chasing Safety. Newfound Glory performing Sticks and Stones. The Sailors performing Coral Fang. Dance Gavin Dance performing Mothership. Mayday Parade performing A Lesson in Romantics. Motion Steady Soundtrack performing uh, Commit This to Memory. Uh, Chiodos, who's reuniting for this, performing All's Well That Ends Well. Silverstein performing Discovering the Waterfront. And that's another one also. They have a lot of acts that are reuniting for this one. I'm not going to go through each of them, but uh, just because I've lost track and don't remember each act that's reuniting. Um, but there's a bunch that are reuniting also. Um, where was I? Oh, I have movements performing Feel Something. Basement performing uh, Color... Oh, geez, sorry. Um... Color Me in Kindness. Sorry, I that one was written too small for me to read. Wow. Um, and you know you're getting old when uh, Bayside performing their self-titled album. Uh, Silver Sirens performing Let's Cheer to This. The, the Main performing Can't Stop, Won't Stop. Neck Deep performing Life's Not, Life's Not Out to Get You. Saves Today performing Stay What Stay What You Are. Uh, Cobra Starship performing Viva La Cobra. I believe that they're one another. I think them and Saves Today are both reuniting. I might be wrong. Uh, the Wonder Years performing The Greatest Generation. Story of the Year performing Page Avenue. Uh, Starting Line performing Say It Like You Mean It. Say Anything performing Is a Real Boy. Oxford's Red performing Constellations. Love that band. Love that album. Uh, Four Years Strong performing Enemy of the World. Thursday performing Full Collapse. Uh, and yeah, I'm not going to read anymore just because there's so many. Like, realistically, even on like the second last name, I was not, it's one that I would normally include. That's how loaded this festival is. Um, yeah, another one that's massive and loaded. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that it's already sold out and like a lot, last time I checked, a ton of, because I actually checked to see how much tickets were out and wasn't actually going to go just because I don't have that kind of money. I'm saving up for a wedding and a house eventually. Um, and, uh, my dog Roger tends to get a lot of the leftovers. Um, and, uh, already a lot of tickets have sold out, even for the second day. I, it wouldn't surprise me the third day ends up getting added. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a loaded festival. I mean, the fact that Data Remember isn't headlining, the fact that Pierce the Veil is the sixth name listed, they use the eighth name listed, um, Newfound Glory is like, I don't know, 10th? Excuse me, 12th, rather. Um, 
Chiodos is reuniting and there's like is even lower. I mean, and the headliners said both Michael Romans and Fall Out Boy, both are massive. So yeah. And the fact that a bunch of these acts have done previous when we were young festivals and are coming back for it, that's also a massive sign for them. That it's a successful festival. So yeah, that's huge. Um, the next festival I'm going to discuss is Sonic Temple. That was historically a hard rock metal festival. It's from the creators of, um, I'm sorry, I almost read an act that's performing instead of the festival I meant to say. I meant to say Epicenter. Um, I almost said Evanescence, spoiler alert. Um, yeah, from the, yeah, from, from the creators of, uh, of Epicenter. They've done a lot of massive hard rock metal festivals. Um, the headlines for each day, and oh, I didn't say where, it's in Ohio. It's, uh, um, I don't have when it is on me. It's usually in October. Um, I mean, sorry, not October. What am I saying? I'm doing well here. May, I meant to say. Um, I don't know how I managed to get those two months mixed up, but hey, here we are. Uh, where, I know this is really enthralling podcasting. Um, I don't have it listed anywhere. They don't even have it on their poster. But anyways, um, it's, yeah, I'll let me pull it up here because that's one thing I do want to say when it is. Um, yeah, my address goes slow, go figure. But uh, yeah, so it's a Thursday through Sunday, typically in May. Uh, Headliners, Thursday is Disturbed. Friday is the original, original Misfits. Saturday is Pantera. Sunday is Slipknot. Um, and then other big names they have. I'm like gonna be jumping around like crazy here, um, because they this one is one they announced by stage. Uh, on Thursday, Evanescence, Judas Priest, Mudvayne, Carrie King, uh, Theory of a Dead Man, Cypress Hill, Machine Head, August Burns Red, Electric Callboy, The Ghost Inside, Nova Twins, uh, Pod, The Running Pool, Enter Shikari, Frank Turner and the Rattlesnakes, The Chats, Fire from the Gods, and others. On Friday, they, and it's in the original events, they have Falling in Reverse, Rise Against, Sum 41, Seether, Mr. Bungle, Avatar, Blackville Brides, uh, Anthrax, Code Orange, Atreyu, Movements, Dirty Honey, uh, I guess, yeah, I said a Code Orange already, my bad, uh, Terror, Nonpoint, Drain, uh, Soulfly, Lacuna Coil, and others. On, uh, Um, sorry to interrupt myself. What's funny is here on the on the lineup they have how many days are remaining, but I'm like tired enough that math is not coming to mind. So it's four months away, basically. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Saturday to Pantera, they have Stained, Sleep Token, Breaking Benjamin, In This Moment, Flyleaf. Uh, sorry, Flyleaf with uh, Lacey Sturm because since her return to the band, they've been building themselves that way. Uh, Star Set, Kitty, uh, The Amity Affliction, oh, I skipped Polyphia, um, Slaughter to Prevail, In Flames, I'm surprised Slaughter to Prevail is that high, wow, um, not to say they shouldn't be, uh, but still, Living Color, St. Asonia, Destroy Boys, uh, Polaris, Currents, Apocalyptica, Kublai Khan, who is one of the rapid risers of metalcore, and others, and then on Sunday, Slipknot, there's 
Uh, Limp Biscuit, 311, Architects, A Day to Remember, Wage War, Royal Blood, Mice and Men, uh, Clutch, Tech Nine, Baroness, L7, Bad Religion, Rain Wolf, Saliva, Helmet, All That Remains, While She Sleeps, and Others. Um, I think, yeah, this lineup is really deep lineup. Uh, with the headliners, I think that Pantera is, uh, I will always say this, it's a risk, considering that, uh, there was backlash with Pantera announced that they were quote-unquote reuniting. Realistically, what they announced was that they were, uh, effectively doing a tribute project. Um, I don't know, people might take issue with me saying that it's a tribute project, but it's not the original members. Multiple original members are dead. Um, then, uh, the other headliners, I think, are really strong. Two kind of headliners for that one. Um, second, third, because Nemo's I think, are really strong. Um, second, uh, I mean, Juice Priest and Evanescence both on the same day is wild. Uh, I think of 311 and Kid. I think for the other days, um, Falling, I guess Falling Reverse has risen a lot. Um, and Rise Against is fair choice for the, for a top, for a third biggest name on a day. Um, Sleep Token, I'm surprised that they're considered that big now. Um, because they really haven't been viewed as that. They are they haven't been that kind of name at these kind of festivals. Um. Yeah. Hey. Um. And I mean the undercard acts are there. It's a pretty deep undercard. Some forty one is doing a farewell tour. So the fact um, I just think it's smart booking. Um. Mr. It sounded like the way they build it. Mr. Bunkle is like headlining a side stage, which is pretty big. Same with the Polyphia. Um, Code Orange is rapidly rising. I think that's really smart. Baroness has a big following in hard rock metal. Um, Cypress Hill has randomly a big following still now. Um, Carrie King's a respected name in metal. A little bit surprised to see that high, but it checks. Um, Breaking Benjamin, as low as they are, is pretty wild. Typically, data to remember. Um, surprised to see architects that high. Also, I'm wondering just with the way they build. I'm wondering if they have it where it's like where it is intended to be that like the like uh because the way they have it, they have it broken into four sections. So it looks like that section one and two are like kind of like main stage one and main stage two. I'm wondering if the way that they did it is that it is actually more so main stage one is where the biggest names are booked. Which even still, if that's the case, then the second stage does have some notable names still. Um, yeah, I think they booked a lot of really smart acts. I think that they could book a bunch of rising acts too. Um, and uh, um, and one that I will say also, um, I know I said Kubikon is one of the as a rapidly rising name in metalcore music. Um, on one of the one of the lower names that they have on uh, Saturday is Dying Wish. They're another one that's rapidly rising in metalcore. Um, yeah, these this fest this festival these uh this group tends to have like really uh loaded line uh loaded lineups, and I think this year is another one. Um, next up, Electric Forest. It's like a jam electronic festival. It's in Rothbury, Michigan, from June twentieth through twenty third. Uh. The way that they have it built is that, uh, so they have three to four names on each day that have already been announced. So, uh, Thursday they have Everything Always, which is Dom Dalla and John Summit. 
Nelly Furtado, uh, Disco Biscuits, Ben Bomber, and Knox. Sorry, they have five on that day. Um, I've miscounted, apparently. Um, Friday, they have Pretty Lights, Ludacris, and Black Tiger Sex Machine. Saturday, they have Subtronics, John Summit, and uh, Siren, who is Closey and LSD Dream. Um, or else dream, excuse me. Uh, and then Sunday, there's Excision, Charlotte DeVita, Gigantic Nightmare, and Humphreys McGee. But one that they also have is String Cheese, and it's going to be performing two sets. Um, other names that they have in alphabetical order here they have Atlian, Sparkling Crenshaw, Crenshaw, excuse me, Cannons, Chasing Status, Kuko doing a DJ set that's interesting. I didn't know he DJed. Um, Dimension, Drama. Uh, Green Velvet, Kenny Beats, Lettuce, uh, Libyanka, uh, excuse me, LPGLB, uh, Ma uh, Metro Da, Maupi, Neil Francis, Rayayama, Vidi Vinci, White Fang, which is Alice in Wonderland's side project. Um, she's also, she was listed a little low, but she's also doing Bonnaroo. I think I'd mentioned that it was, there was speculation that she would be doing that one. Um, uh, with that side project and Wooly, um, bunch of other ones, including Dumpstafunk, Dumpstafunk, excuse me, Coco Breezy, uh, Caspa, Sultan, Slater, uh, Michael Braun, bunch of others. Um, yeah, another one that's deep, that's, they it's pretty deep. I, um, the acts they have are pretty notable in electronic music and, uh, jam music. Um, I think Excision is one that I think is really smart. Even Charlotte DeVita is wild that she's second biggest name on a day. That's crazy because she's like pretty big in electronic music. Um, and Shrink Cheese Instant I think is a brilliant booking. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. One thing that you want to do with Jan with uh with uh and I didn't say this with Bonnaroo, but like they have pretty lights performing twice. Historically Jam Festival's Acts typically are announced for multiple sets, and there's another jam festival that if there's time I'll discuss as well, and I'll mention that one there. Um, they, they, uh, yeah, they they will try to book two. Uh, to, well, they'll try to book acts for two sets, which I think is, in this case, I think it's brilliant to do string cheese incident for two sets. They. Typically, I mean, if they're booked, they'll end up doing multiple sets. I've seen like one fest. I saw like one festival years ago that had literally booked them to headline and just had them and end up booking them to perform five sets over three days, and they were more than willing to do it. And their crowds came for it. So, um, yeah. And then, I mean, uh, even in like the some of the lower acts, I think there are some really smart bookings too. Um, they also ha they always they have branched out uh, to do some. Outside acts, I think hip hop was the one that they have done in the past, which uh, is why I'm not surprised to see someone like Ludacris. Um, Nelly Furtado, I think, is worth a shot. She has a following. Um, so, and when I say worth a shot, I mean worth a job booking outside the genre like that. Um, yeah, and Humphreys McGee is really notable. John Summit uh, is another one doing two sets. I think that's, uh, I think that's going to be big. Um, yeah, there's a lot of notable acts on this one. I think it's. Uh, Solid lineup that will probably be a big deal. Um, next up is Shaky Knees. This one is a alternative festival. Um, it's May third through fifth in uh, in Atlanta. Headliners 
on Friday, no, okay, on Saturday, Weezer, Sunday, Foo Fighters. One thing that's worth noting is that on Saturday, they also have Queens of the Stone Age in the same day as if to do like a co suggest a co-billing. Other notable names on Friday include Arcade Fire, Young the Giant, Interpol, uh, The Revivalist, Yves Tumor, Metric, All Them Witches, Switchfoot, Del Water Gap, Pond, Psychedelic Porn Crumpets, Axe and the Hatchman, and some others. I'm not going to read lower than that just because the text gets really small after that. Um, like once the text gets small, I'm going to stop reading just because it's t um, clearly I can read today. Um, on Saturday, they also have The Offspring, Girl in Red, Mike Snow, Royal Blood, Sunny Day Real Estate, Palace, Holly Humberstone, uh, Chicano Batman, Microwave, and others. On Sunday, uh, they also have Billy Idol, Portugal the Man, Men I Trust, uh, Dinosaur Jr., uh, Waxahachie, Matt and Kim, The Struts, Kevin Morby, uh, Kingfish, Chris Stone Ingram, uh, Loveless, Royal Otis, Nova Twins, RC Drive, and others. Uh, there's been times where like, I've been like, it's okay lineup or whatever. This time I think it's a pretty good lineup. Um, I'm a little bit surprised to see Arcade Fire not as a headliner, whereas like Weezer and Queens of the Stone Age are headlining. Maybe it's just when Arcade Fire could be booked. I think that's a little surprising, but um, but even still, I mean, like The Offspring has the third biggest name on a day. Um, that's wild. Um, it's a pretty deep one too. They have like a lot of notable acts. Um, like I think having Pond as low as they are is pretty crazy. Uh, is another one that's pretty deep. The Struts says uh. The eighth biggest name, sorry, I had to count. I forgot to do that before I started saying that. Uh that they're gonna draw a crowd. They have a following. Um Mike Snow is the fifth biggest name. Well Mike Snow, Royal Blood, and Sunny Day Real Estate is the fifth through seventh biggest names wild. Um and Noah Can, you might be surprised some people might be surprised to see him headlining. He should be. He's a he's a big enough name too. Um I'm surprised, though, they didn't bill it as Noah Kahan and Arcade Fire kind of high school headliners like uh, Weezer Quiz the Stone Age. I'm wondering if they're worried about, uh, if they're worried that Arcade Fire was still a bit controversial after uh, misconduct allegations, even though Lollapalooza International announced them as a headliner um, for a bunch of their stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Foo Fighters is out. I, I mean, when I did uh, a few years ago, I did a post that was the biggest rock bands in the world. I think I had Pearl Jam and then Foo Fighters as one, two, but really close. Um, now I would say Flip, Foo Fighters are number one. So, yeah, if you can book Foo Fighters, that's huge. Um, I mean, I know a bunch of these acts I've already discussed in other with other festivals, but I mean, even Dinosaur Jr. as low as they are is wild. Um, Portugal and Man, I think, is a really smart book and they have a following. Um, Young the Giants has been on really big tours lately. Um, yeah, I think that was a really loaded lineup. Uh, now we're getting a little bit close to where I wanted to end this. Um, so, uh, we're, uh, gonna run through some of these really quickly and just go through the lineups more so, uh, than the actual, uh, than, like, a ton of analysis with them. Uh, first off, Innings Fest, there's two of them. It's a music-slash-baseball festival. Um, there's one that's in Tempe, Arizona, and one that actually both are both are in Tempe, Arizona, just well, different weekends. Oh, yeah, apparently it's weekend one and weekend two. Historically, they had one in Florida and one in, one in Arizona. I guess both of them are in Arizona this year. Okay, um, unless they... Yeah, okay. Um... 
my computer's a little bit low, slow loading these right now, but because uh, um, I forgot to pull these ones up earlier. But uh, no, um, but we'll start out with the with weekend one, which is uh, in February. It's um, February twenty third and twenty fourth. Which what I will say is that it it corres it corresponds with spring training for baseball, um, because they had one in I think it was I don't remember if there was one was in Tampa but the other one is in Arizona. Um, headline and it's a Friday Saturday one which is interesting usually two day ones are Saturday Sunday. Um, headliner for uh, for Friday and it's February twenty third twenty fourth. Um, headliner for Friday. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Headliner Saturday is Hosier. Um, other acts on Friday include Gridman Fleet, Jimmy Eat World, 311, uh, Fantagram. Um, yeah, I'll just go through all of them because there aren't as many on week on weekend one. Uh, Matt and Kim, Bully, The Beaches, and uh, Tepai Houston. On Saturday, there's also Macklemore, Third Eye Blind, Young the Giant, Cannons, Cautious Clay, Max Saturn, Maya Folick, and Finish Ticket. On the Second weekend, um, since it's uh, my computer's really loving me right now. Um, headliner, it's March first through second. Headliner Friday, Chris Stapleton. Headliner Saturday, Dave Matthews Band. Um, other big names on Friday include Turnpike Troubadours, uh, Ryan, Ryan Bingham, L King, Charlie Crockett, uh, Shane Smith and the Saints, Chris Stone, Kingfish Ingram, Donovan Franken, Ryder, and some others. Um. And then on Saturday, there's also Noah Kayon, who's billed as massive, really big name kind of thing, uh, the way they set it up, which it should be. And then Cheryl Crow, Morgan Wade, Gin Blossoms, Larkin Poe, uh, Richie Mitch, and the Cool Miners, Jade Bird, Josiah the Bonnevilles, and some others. Um, That's interesting. Weekend 2 appears to be more of a country kind of uh appears to be shooting more for country and jam fans, whereas Weekend 1 is what they traditionally do. It's a uh, it's a rock kind of one. Um, so lineup for weekend two isn't lo isn't loading. The poster isn't. Oh, never mind. It's just loaded. Um, and then both weekends have because it's a baseball and music festival. Both weekends have their uh, notable baseball players with them too. Um, this one clearly is uh, appealing to my sensitivities, but uh, oh, actually both of them have the same players. It looks like. Um, but yeah, so the people that they have involved are. Uh, the players they have involved are Ryan Dempster, Adrian Gonzalez, uh, Ryan Braun, Tim Raines, Raleigh Fingers, Eric Kuros, Bobby Valentine, Mark Mulder, and Russ Ortiz. Um, yeah, I think the for the first festival, I think that uh, it's a good lineup. It's kind of what they shoot for. It's like alternative fans mixed in with baseball fans, and the second lineup is interesting to attempt to see what they if they can do. Uh, uh, a country bit jam based one, worth a shot. Um, I th I mean they got pretty good artists there, so we'll see how it goes. Um, the next festival I want to discuss is Ubby Dubby. It's an electronic festival. It's uh May twenty fifth through twenty sixth. Um, it's in Dallas Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, they don't have some electronic festivals do this, and it drives me crazy. They don't. They list them in alphabetical order instead of as 
headline is that like who's headlining? Um, so I'll just say on Saturday, I'll just gonna run through them. They're all over the place. Uh, with I'm gonna jump all over the place. Alice in Wonderland, Elderbrook, uh, Anyasa, um, Bear Guerrero Girls back to back with Tesca, Adi Fred, R.L. Grimes, uh, Nimino. TV Boo, Troy Boy, Wooly, uh, Skepsis, John Casey, Jules, La Wolf, or yeah, La, La Wolf, what? No, La Youth, rather, excuse me. Um, a bunch of others. On Sunday, there's Afrojack, uh, Blanky Blossom, uh, Gigi McGree, uh, Sudden Death, Wookie, um, to be honest, Set the Sky, uh, Madron, uh, Madroda, I don't know why I can never say their name. Excuse me. Uh, Audion, Galantis, a bunch of others. Wookie, I don't think I said. A bunch of others. Yeah, I think those are some those are some good uh, smart bookings. They're notable names in electronic. Um, I mean, they like even like I wouldn't bat an eye with a few of those if they had been us as headliners, especially on Sunday. Uh, The next one is uh, Kilby Block Party, it's, um, I, why do I keep not loading the right page on these ones? Um, it's in Utah, it is from, it's like traditionally an indie kind of festival, um, I'm trying to pull it up on my phone, but I forgot where I, where I have so many pictures right now, I forgot where I screenshotted it, um, okay, perfect, I loaded here, it's May 10th or 12th, um, I don't see the location. It doesn't. But I don't appear to have the location on their poster, and my internet's really slow right now, so I'm not going to try to find it elsewhere. But it's. Uh, oh, actually, they do have a location here. I just missed it. It's Utah State Fair, uh, Fair Park, um, May 10th through 12th. Headliners are LCD Sound System, the Postal Service, and Vampire Weekend. All the big names include Wu Tang Clan, Death Cab for Cutie, who are probably doing doing the same co-headline set with the Postal Service. Um, or on their co I should say. Interpol, J. Paul, uh, Joanna Newsom, Bell and Sebastian, Honor Jex, Dayglow, Courtney Barnett, TV Girl, Always, Dinosaur Jr., Unknown Mortal Orchestra, uh, I've said this before, probably on the podcast, I'll say it again, the band that I thought would be as, <laughs> I was apparently really high on them at one point, I thought they would be as high, I was really high on, um, Tame Impala, when they were starting to rise, I thought they were going to be a massive name, one of the biggest names in rock music. I and I thought Under Mortal Orchestra would be also at the same time. So if that isn't a representation of that of the situation where I was really right and really wrong about it, but still Under Mortal Orchestra is pretty no black. Guided by Voices, Current Joys looks like an act they haven't announced yet. Peach Pit, The Garden, Vest Tumor, Penchico, A Beach Fossils, Cautious Clay, Bobby. Bombay Bicycle Club, Ty Siegel, Pond, Yolklore, and a bunch, bunch, bunch of others, including another one lower down that hasn't been announced yet. Um, yeah, they have a lot of notable acts. I mean, Courtney Barnett as in the fifth line, and I'm really good at counting today, apparently. And the fifth line is insane because she's one of the more notable acts in indie music. Same thing with Dinosaur Jr. in that same line. Um, I, I think the headliners are all really strong. Even the 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 second line Wu Tang Clan and Death Cab for Cutie and even Interpol also if any of those three had been announced as the headliner I would have been like yeah that checks checks out um yeah really deep lineup 
I think that this, apparently this is the 25th year of it. Um, or I'm sorry, 25th year of Killy Court, rather. Um, yeah, it's a really bloated lineup. Um, next up, Northlands Festival in uh, Swansea, New Hampshire, June 14th through 15th. They haven't announced who's performing what day, but uh, they just announced Phase 2. I don't know if a lineup, I don't know if more acts are going to be performing, but uh, the acts they've announced so far, Far Goose doing two sets. Greensky Bluegrass doing two sets. Mo Pitches Playing Ping Pong. Eric Krasno and Friends, Mihaly, Sierra Hull, uh, Dopapod, Spafford, Big Something, Talk, uh, sorry, I lost my place, Supersonic Shorties, Cool Cool Cool, Giant Panda Gorilla Dub Squad, Kanika Moore, Magic Beans, Psychedelics, and that was our special special guest, Jennifer Hartswick, Natalie Cressman, and Nikki Glassby. I don't know if they're adding more, I think normally they're a lot of it, they have more acts than this, um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it, so if they do add more, then that's that could happen. Um, Goose is massive on electronic. I mean, not electronic. Excuse me, I've been so so many electronic acts. I keep saying electronic. Goose is massive in jam music, rather. Same thing with Greensky music. Same thing with Mo. So all of those and again, booking some bigger names for two sets. Brilliant. Pitch playing ping pong is rap. They're rapidly rising in jam music. I've discussed how in the past that they're. I think they'll be a massive name in jam music. I think they're well over the way, honestly. Um, skip down a few. Sierra Hall is has a following. I think that's a really smart one. Uh, talk, talk, I think, is really smart to book there. Um, Dopapod has a following. Um, yeah, a lot of these acts that have booked have like sizable followings, which Northlands Festival does. I think it's a jam festival historically. They normally do a good job with getting those kind of acts that aren't like that aren't, like, you know, like, the biggest names of champions, like, like, Fish, or something like that, but, um, because that, but they get, like, acts like Goose or Green Scene Bluegrass that are notable acts that, uh, I think it's really smart bookings. Uh, next up, Blue Ox Music Festival. We'll run through these last three, or last two pretty quickly before jumping over to a, one in the UK. Um, the acts they've announced so far, they have some that are, that haven't been announced yet, including the fourth name, listed as TBA, so uh, it's June 27th through 29th. Uh, Band of Horses, Sierra, oh shoot, sorry, I lost the, I didn't realize that that moved like that and actually clicked something. Uh, Band of Horses, Sierra Farrell, Watch House, TBA, Sam Bush Band, Molly Tuttle and Golden Highway, Leftover Salmon, Del McCory Band, uh, Daniel Donato's Cosmic Country, Horseshoes and Hand Grenades, Lindsay Lowe, uh, or Lou, excuse me, The High Hawks, Cassie Falaza, them Coley boys, and several more lines of acts. And a lot that are still being announced. Um, it's usually not like this massive, massive festival, but they usually book a lot of like notable names in bluegrass jam kind of thing. Um, and I didn't, I think, I don't think I said where and when it was June 27th or 29th in Wisconsin, uh, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Um, Band of Horses is a noble name. Sierra Farrell, pretty big name. I think Sam Bush is really notable. Watch House is pretty noble. But Molly Tuttle, I think, is really smart. Say the Love for Sam and Del McCoy Band is also really smart. Sam Bush, I'd want to emphasize again because I didn't give him enough credit with how big they are. So, yeah, I think they've had some book good bookings so far. Um, and then uh, Wilco's Festival, Solid Sound Festival. Um, again, I have the fun where I didn't uh, load the right page. Uh, so June 28th through 30th in North Adams, Massachusetts. Um, Wilco is obviously 
headlining. I expect that oh, this year they have some other ones. They also have comedy stuff also. Um, I expect that they, I'm only going to focus on the music part, though, because comedy is not in my element there. Um, Wilco has been announced. I expect that they'll do multiple sets they normally do. Um, yeah, so Jason is building the 400 unit. Nick Lowe and Lost Straight Jackets. Iris Demand, Dry Cleaning, Hilo Mergia, Fanta Lily, Jeff Tweedy and Friends, Story Pirates, Horse Girl, Rap Boys, Wednesday, um, Young Fresh Fellows, uh, just to jump around for some, Courtney Marie Andrews, Sylvan Esso doing a DJ set, interesting, uh, Soul Glow, I really like them, uh, a bunch of others. They usually, historically what they've done is they got like a massive name in indie music and then, uh, uh, or jam music, and then got like a bunch of like interesting uh, Axwell Wilco headlined a couple sets. Um, I don't know if they're doing that this year with Wilco from multiple sets. It wouldn't surprise me if they do. They haven't built it yet, though. Normally they do, but yeah, I think that um, Jason Isbell fits the bill as a notable name, like a really notable name. Uh, Nick Nick Lowe is a pretty notable name. Uh, acts like dry cleaning her horse girl. Uh, Soul Glow, I think, are all, according to Marie Andrews, I think are all really good bookings. Um, and finally, Reading and Leeds Festival. So this one is, uh, in the UK. I, um, it's, uh, uh, when is it? I don't have when it is up on the, they don't have it up on this page. Um, sorry, it's August 24th, 1st through 25th. Oh, it's a four day festival this year. Interesting. And basically, the way it works is they have it's, uh, it's headliners that are going on at the same time. It's, uh, one in reading, one in leads. They have the same acts, just the acts are performing different days. Um, the headliners, they announced the headliners. Um, Fred again, Lana Del Rey, Liam Gallagher, Catfish and the Bottleman, Blink White 2, and Jerry Cinnamon. Um, and some people might be sitting there in the US, might be sitting there like, huh? This is part of the reason why I usually stick with the US festivals, which my apologies to international fans. It's not because I don't like you, it's because majority of my listeners are from the U.S., so when I say, for instance, someone like Jerry Cinnamon is headlining, they'll be like, who on earth is that? Um, the uh, Jerry Cinnamon is really big in the U.K. He hasn't crossed over to the U.S. Um, and even like someone like Catfish the Bottom and Blopiker in the U.K. and they're in the U.S. Um, then the some other big names they have, Tomo Savage, The Prodigy, Georgia Smith, Ray, Skrillex, Spirit Box, and Diggity. Um, all of all of them are sizable names. Uh, but yeah, I think that I think that those are some good bookings so far. Um, now, uh, okay, I, I, there were two topics I wanted to talk about. One of them, I know I promised I would talk about Diddy this time, and I also wanted to talk about lawsuit against T.I. and his wife. Um... The issue, the issue is, is not that the issue. Well, the podcast has been along already. The bigger issue right now is that I, I really need to use the restroom. So, I'm um, if I 
don't record an episode, another episode today. I'm going to hopefully record one soon. If not, if not, it'll be done next week. I'm going to be recording, uh, it will be my uh, list of top albums of the, of 2024, since I figure it's January. I should probably get doing with that, get going with that, especially before the Grammys. I focus on the Grammys. Um, I'll discuss, upon discussing that to start that episode, so I don't run, to run out of time or have anything happen like that. Um, my apologies about that. I, it is, both these are topics I really want to discuss, but I, situations just keep coming up with them. Um, so thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be on the lookout for the blog posts. Uh, make sure you like Groupie and Harmony and Feeling, and, uh, is Baller trademarked yet? And be on the lookout for an, episode coming up soon if it isn't if i don't have the time to record it that today i'll record it next weekend um and if i don't if i do end up recording it next uh this weekend um or the, if i do end up recording it this weekend or today instead of next weekend i'll try to do a fun little surprise next weekend we'll we'll see if it doesn't pan out then i'll just do a standard kind of episode but i'll talk to you soon bye